we'll increasingly see the role of compliance shifting from you know, being reactive to needing to be proactive and therefore needing to continue to invest and build upon the capabilities that they're putting in place today to address those issues as they continue to sort of work on creating that firm-wide culture of compliance and you know, sort of ensuring that that culture is embedded in a way that there's that shared responsibility across the enterprise to support building out the increasing need for business resilience. Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox back for another episode. And today I have with me Samantha Reagan from Accenture. We are here to talk about Accenture's Compliance Risk Study Report. And Samantha, first of all, welcome. And thank you so much for taking the time to visit with me today. Thank you, Tom. It's a pleasure to be here. Could you tell us your professional background? Absolutely. So I'm Managing Director at Accenture. I'm responsible for the work that we do here in the risk and compliance space in North America. I'm also responsible for work that in, that we do sort of around the regulatory and compliance space globally and have for a number of years now sort of supported Accenture in sort of driving our thought leadership in that area. And uh, obviously, a lot of the work that we've done and is sort of wrapped up in sort of our compliance studies, which I know we're sort of here to talk about our latest report today. Correct. So the Accenture Compliance Risk Study Report, could you start off by telling us how you guys developed this report? Absolutely. So every year, sort of, we get together and we start to look at sort of what's happening in the world of compliance with clients, sort of, generally in the industry. And we also look at sort of what we think some of the kind of key issues and concerns might be for compliance officers and compliance people across the different organizations that they work for. And we start to develop framework for that. We go out, we conduct a survey. This year, we surveyed, I think, over 700 clients, and all of them were from different sort of, uh, I guess, sort of parts of the world, as well as different industries. And this is the first time that we conducted this study across different industries. Sort of historically, we had been sort of more focused on financial services. And so as we sort of pulled that together, we obviously go through the process of sort of synthesizing those results, looking for the insights from the information that's been provided and then sort of developing the reports off the back. You had a great phrase I had not seen in compliance before in the report, and it was, quote, the new face of compliance, end quote. So I wanted to start there. We may be at an inflection point in terms of a new generation of compliance professionals, more data focused, more behavioral psychology focused, away from just being legal focused. I'm a lawyer, so you know I can say that that people like myself were starting in the first decade of the 2000s and going forward for the last 15 years or so. But I really, that phrase intrigued me. So I wanted to start with that. Could you tell us about that, Samantha? Absolutely. Compliance leaders across the globe now are facing sort of many different challenges and really an accelerated transformation of the industries and the organizations that they work within. And really, there's a need then to ensure that they are sort of also thinking about that compliance agenda through that lens and expanding, you know, so the way that they think about that. And I think we've seen this trend now for the last few years around people needing to look at the different types of skills that need to be present in the compliance function. And I think obviously there'll always be a need for that sort of legal and advisory mindset. But increasingly, what 
to your point, really, to what people are seeing in data and information that's being provided to them requires sort of a different skill set. You know, people who are able to sort of analyze that data and be able to provide insights to compliance teams to help them make decisions around the risks in the environment, the control concerns, and also what's becoming increasingly important on the radar. You know, if you sort of think about historically, in the past, people, for example, might be looking at sort of regulatory changes or industry changes, and they'd get big feed of data or they'd have people who are out there doing independent research. You know, a lot of that is increasingly becoming sort of more technology driven today. And so therefore, being able to ingest that information and use it requires sort of skills in technology and data. And so therefore, we're sort of seeing those advancements and so changes in the skill profile across the compliance function to support those changes more broadly. What are some of the key risks that you identified in this report or even the riskiest risks? Again, sort of really interesting. This is a question we always ask because we're always interested in where is the sort of biggest areas of focus, what's top of mind. And I think this year in the report, we saw sort of cybersecurity, ESG and privacy really sort of rise to the top of that sort of list. And I think sort of privacy we know has been a concern and sort of rated as a single, you know, sort of greatest challenge across all compliance leaders across all sectors for the last couple of years. But we obviously saw sort of cybersecurity start to rise back up again. And obviously ESG start to make an entry into that list in this year's survey. You've listed some of the key risks or what I've called the riskiest risks. What are some of the challenges you were able to identify for compliance professionals in either responding to or managing these risks? If you look at the way that compliance functions are starting to respond those respond to those risks, you know, what we found was that you know, mounting pressures and demands being placed upon the compliance function, you know, continue to evolve at speed and scale and effort force the compliance function to change from being sort of somewhat reactive to what was going on in the environment to needing to be more proactive and sort of more focused on building a function really that's sort of able to adapt to that, be more agile, be more data rich, be more tech driven. And as you sort of look across what was also interesting in this year's report is that clearly sort of regulators and governments continue to pose an area of focus for compliance functions, but I think also we're going to continue to see that. But I think sort of looking at things like technology and other areas of disruption really sort of rising up as being other big areas of challenge that compliance officers are going to have to deal with over the next few years. And being able to really sort of bring that together with data, I think will enable them to build that future ready and risk proof compliance function. So based upon this year's report, how would you assess the current state of compliance, Samantha? I think if you look across the various things that compliance officers are faced with, as always, compliance is continuing to have, I would call, sort of that seat at the table. But I think being able to continue to advance that agenda and make sure that they're front and center is a part of the agenda in the organization and involved in decision-making processes that affect, you know, how our clients are thinking about sort of their businesses and their organizations and the industries and the products that they're creating, I think is increasingly important as well. So let me maybe combine two questions into one. Based upon what you saw in this report, how do you think compliance professionals should respond and perhaps think about responding 
down the road in 2025 or even beyond? Will it be an acceleration of some of the trends you've identified? Will it be a consolidation of the different disciplines you've talked about that need to be considered for compliance? Or will it be simply, uh, as you said about lawyers, providing that uh, legal perspective and uh, onward through the fog? It's a really good question. I think that we obviously don't have uh, crystal balls here, so it's hard to predict exactly how things will play out over the next few years. But I think with the warp speed at which companies are operating, you know, is going to require compliance functions to have, you know, accurate and complete visibility into the risks and mitigating controls across the business. Today, that visibility is often missing. We found that sort of at least half of our studies noted a lot of that was to do with the lack of data and information and having that available to properly identify and assess that business exposure to risks. And one of the big risks that was cited was around the particularly third-party risks and that more work is really required to do here. I, I don't think that pattern and trend is going to go away. I think that we'll increasingly see the role of compliance shifting from you know being reactive to needing to be proactive and therefore needing to continue to invest and build upon the capabilities that they're putting in place today to address those issues as they continue to sort of work on creating that firm-wide culture of compliance and you know sort of ensuring that that culture is embedded in a way that there's that shared responsibility across the enterprise to support building out the increasing need for business resilience. And if you sort of think about where compliance functions are going, I think the risks will continue to evolve. We are increasingly seeing the pace of risk and the pace of emerging risks continue to escalate that pace that with compressed transformation of organizations and industries is just going to put increasing pressure on compliance functions to continue that transition. Used a phrase compressed transformation. Could you explain what you meant by that? Sure. I mean, I think what we're sort of seeing in the industry today is that with the pace of change, with the way that things are developing from a data and a technology usage perspective, and the need to really sort of transform and reinvent the way that sort of businesses are conducted, that plans that may once have taken five years to execute are now sort of being requested in one. And I think that that pace of change obviously requires sort of an increasing focus on ensuring that compliance is putting in place the capabilities that are evolving and advancing the control frameworks and the tools and technologies that they're using to execute that. And then obviously, coming back to our, our point around data, you know, making sure they're getting the right data and they're getting the right insights from that transition to be able to continue to monitor effectively as well. Samantha, as you and your colleagues have discussed this report with your clients and your customers, do you find compliance professionals understand this transformation, both the compressed transformation you've talked about and also the accelerated transformation in compliance? Are many compliance professionals need to be educated on some of these topics? Yeah, I mean, I think that, you know, obviously, as we go through that change process, compliance needs to continue to adjust from you know, that reactive role to truly being that sort of partner in the C-suite in order to help companies better mitigate those evolving risks and creating that culture of compliance and business resilience. And I think to do that, being able to prioritize building that strong model of collaboration and success within the function is important and enforcing the importance of compliance across the business. Around 95% of 
survey respondents say that they've built or are building a culture of compliance to share that responsibility across the enterprise. So I think to some degree, a lot of compliance functions are starting on that journey and, and are on their way to being able to successfully address some of these challenges. I think that if we had some thoughts around sort of things that compliance professionals need to be mindful of and continue to respond around, I think there's sort of several leading practices that organizations and leaders may take now to sort of make sure that their compliance function is going to be that adaptable function that can keep up with the pace of change and will become sort of more tech and data driven. And I think the first of all, of course, is if you don't have it already, is making sure that compliance has that C-suite level participation. I think that's sort of really important to make sure that compliance activities continue to be aligned to business strategy and the business strategy continues to be sort of aligned to compliance considerations. I think that any organization, for example, that is poised to grow needs to have in place sort of proactive programs, for example, particularly around things like regulatory change management so that you're keeping pace with all the different things that are important for your organization to be in compliance with. And I think also making sure that there's a strong process for sharing sort of information across the organization is important to allow compliance leaders to integrate their sort of business monitoring and risk mitigation insights, as well as those expectations across the organization and particularly with senior management and boards of directors. Secondly, I would say that compliance leaders need to build a strong foundation in tech and data and leverage those insights for better decision making. And I think there are new technologies out there, particularly sort of applied, you know, through intelligence and machine learning can help create efficiencies in the regulatory and compliance space that were previously not possible. And I think we've seen a lot of advancement in both the use of those technologies, but also the capabilities that those technologies possess to provide a better experience to compliance teams. If they truly embrace that, I think what they'll see in the future is obviously significant cost savings, you know, so enabling them to focus more of their time on providing the advice and guidance that's needed across the organization. The final thing I would say is that compliance executives sort of face that continuing dichotomy of needing to invest in people, processes and tools, you know, in the face of ever increasing cost pressure. And I think what we've also seen is compliance functions start to look at sort of opportunities to potentially deploy different resourcing strategies. For example, things like right shoring could provide significant sort of increases in efficiency, but with substantial decrease in costs. In addition to ecosystem vendor and partner offerings, such as sort of managed services, and we're seeing a lot of opportunity for them to really tackle the cost challenge across the industry. And I think gain traction, we're seeing a lot of as a service capabilities gain traction as options within the organizations that we work with, as well as continuing to leverage leading practices, moving to more cloud-based technologies and other innovative technologies and solutions. Samantha, unfortunately, we are near the end of our time for this episode. But I was wondering if our listeners wanted any more information on the Accenture Compliance Risk Study Report or your group or yourself, what would be the best place for them to go? Absolutely. I mean, I think that if people wanted to reach out, they can reach out to Accenture.com and we have our compliance page there on our portal and obviously lots of great resources there for people to access, including more details on our study and the report that we wrote. Again, if anybody would like to get in touch, 
my email address as well. It's samantha.reganetexcentra.com. We're going to link to this report in our show notes. I would encourage everyone listening to download a copy because there's some really interesting insights. And I wanted to applaud you and Accenture for putting this together and putting it out there for the greater compliance community. I really learned a lot. I hope that we can continue this conversation. Absolutely. And thank you once again for your time today. I appreciate the opportunity to come and talk to you and your listeners. If you want to stay up to date on the latest innovations in compliance and help your business run more efficiently, subscribe to this podcast and help spread the word by leaving a review. 